1: Coach, Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for my friend John Bell and his family. I want this to be the best year ever for all our friends worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower With stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons, we always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log in to Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce, Barry, and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. a privileged and proud to have with us as our very special guest, my favorite voice of reason, my favorite radio personality of all time, John Bell. Today we will talk about patience. Are you patient? Do you wish you are more more patient? You have to listen to the wise words of John Bell and see what you can do about your patience quota. I just wanna quote Napoleon Hill who said patience, persistence and perspiration Make an unbeatable combination for success I say John Bell has that unbeatable combination for success John, welcome to the show
2: Um, Thank you, Joyce
1: and where do you want to start talking about patience? <laughs>
2: well, I was just practicing a little patience. I was waiting for you
3: to get organized
2: and get things set up, so uh, so I wasn't jumping right in. Um, I, I I would imagine if the topic is patience. But the first thing you want to understand is what that means, what is patience as compared to perhaps impatience or compared to um, a lot of other uh, variety of behaviors that we all practice. So if we start with the notion that patience is the ability to wait when delay occurs, the patience is the ability to to. Take our time in approaching a problem or in solving the problem patience is a is also a, a major factor in the way we deal with friends and with family um, we Our relationships depend greatly upon patience and for those of in the audience who are uh, christians they you, they will know immediately that patience is one of the major requirements of um, of uh, becoming a good Christian. We have to wait and do things in God's time. So the understanding what patience is is very important if you're going to get anything out of the discussion.
1: So there's a Bible slant, there's a generic slant. Uh, They say it's a virtue. So how virtuous are you, John Bell?
2: It depends. I think that in most instances I am able to be patient. There are occasions, um, things that that push my hot buttons, which may slow down my ability to be as patient as I would like to be. I am impatient with injustice. I'm impatient with violence. I'm impatient with abuse. So those are things that I am less willing to accept and, and wait out. Uh, but with other things, I think patience has become one of the strengths of my, the way I live my life because, uh, for example, to do research on a topic takes patience. You can't just read the first blurb you see about something and think that you understand the whole nature of the problem or the situation. It may take hours of of deep investigation to really get your head around the solution to a problem. So it varies from person to person. Now, the dangers are for those people who are impatient about everything. They're impatient about their health. They're impatient about their time. They're impatient about their friends. uh, They're impatient about their finances. And if that is the case for anyone, um, anyone or more of those particular categories, then you are living in a world, not only stressful world, but one in which you are likely to fail in almost all of those areas because impatience is one of the key ingredients in producing failure.
1: And producing a great deal of stress
2: as well, Absolutely. as
1: you pointed out. Do you think age has anything to do with patience? Do you think that the older we get, the less patience we have?
2: No, I don't. I think that's one of those generalizations that's been around for a while. It's an old canard. It's been around for a long time because people make assumptions about aging. I think some people become more impatient as they get older, but many others become more patient because they've seen so many things occur during their lifetime that they're able to wait out the uh, the resolution of the problem. Um, I think I find more impatience among young people. Hurry up. I want to get a job. Where are you going? Why is it taking so long? Are we there yet? All of those kinds of things are characteristics of the young who, uh, who want everything to happen now. Uh, as you grow older, I think your patience grows, and you're able to realize that no problem is solved immediately or very few problems anyway, that you don't start a journey of a 1,000 miles and get there now. It takes time. So one of the advantages of aging, I would suggest, is that we develop experience with the way that life works and therefore are able to be more patient because we understand that the best things take time. Baking a loaf of bread can't be rushed Uh, If you do it in the beginning when you're young and you think you can hurry up and get it done, you're likely to fail at it. If you realize it takes time, you let the bread rise. You let it proof. You put it in the oven. If it's supposed to be in there for an hour, you're willing to wait an hour. Those are all signs of patience, and life teaches us to be patient.
1: And a lack of patience. Uh, on the highest level, can actually lead to someone's death. How many times have you been in a car, John, with somebody cut in front of you, and with split-second timing, the two of you could have crashed into each other, one of you could have been killed? I see it all the time on the road. They can't wait one second to go. They just go. They don't even signal. So on that level, they can even get themselves killed.
2: Well, that's true in so many ways in life. Impatience is generally acting without thought. It's happened, you're you're too anxious to accomplish something or to get somewhere or to do something. It's like people running a red light. Just running a red light is a sign of impatience. If you were to stop at the light when it's amber and wait out to to change back to green, it's much safer, certainly, Uh, and may cost you a total uh, in your journey of four or five minutes. Well, patience teaches you that four or five minutes sometimes is a very valuable amount of time. Other times, it's not worth risking your life to accomplish it.
1: But I see it over and over again. I've never seen such poor drivers as I see here in Florida. I'm amazed that in almost every moment there's there's an incident that could have a negative impact on your own life. As I said, they just go. They don't even take the time to signal. They back up. They're not looking. I've just seen so much, and so many people I know that drive in Florida have said the same thing. If I remember correctly, I think... You said, I pray when I get in the car in Florida that I'll make it to where I'm going.
2: Exactly, because Floridians are notoriously impatient while driving. And one of the things we have to understand is that um, impatience tends to make us make shallow decisions. And by that I mean impatience makes us not think through a situation, as you were just describing, to cut across three lanes to an exit because you are impatient, is much more likely to cause you to lose your life or to cause someone else to lose their life. Whereas patience says, you know, even if I miss my exit, so what? The next exit I'll get off and I'll circle back. And that is a much more that's a, a, a in, in terms of uh, driving safety that's a much more realistic approach to take a much more intelligent or mature uh, uh, approach to take than suddenly saying oh there's my exit and cutting across three lanes to make it but that's true of everything in life Joyce impatience causes shallow decision making it doesn't allow for thought well thought out research studied. Uh, analysis. All of the things that make a decision more likely to be fruitful. So when we make fast decisions, we generally make bad decisions. And what you will find is that impatience can cost us in so many ways. It can cost us money. It can cost us friendships when we're impatient with a friend. It can cause us pain and suffering in all kinds of ways. So being impatient can, in a, in a very positive sense, a very real sense, not positive sense, but a real sense, cost us in many ways uh, by creating consequences of our impatient action that are negative.
1: And significantly so. Uh, You mentioned earlier on you can be impatient with your health finances, career relationships. It is also possible that Every person could be patient in some of those areas and exercise it to the um degree and be patient and in, impatient in other areas. You could be impatient waiting for your man to propose to you, totally impatient, and yet you may be very patient in building up your finances. So even the same personality could have a different mindset as regards to patients in different areas of one's life.
2: Of course, that's, but the goal is to develop patience in all the important areas of our life. Um, uh, there are some people who can exercise patience in some areas, but generally that's a, that's an area that they're not as concerned about as others. Um, the person who is is dealing with a major problem, a major financial problem, a major um, health problem, a major relationship problem, those are when patience is most required. And if you're failing to be patient in those situations, the fact that you're patient in waiting in a traffic light is is less consequential. So practicing patience in all aspects of our lives is the goal.
1: Uh, Robert Shuler said, never cut a tree down in the wintertime. Never make a negative decision in the low time. Never make your most important decisions when you are in your worst moods. Wait, be patient, the storm will pass, the spring will come. And that's so true. So with patience, timing is everything.
2: Well, that's what we've just been talking about. Is right. That, um Is that being patient produces better results than impatience because impatience is generally uh, the cause uh, the reason for shallow decisions, decisions that are made without real thought? So, um, uh, in any aspect of our life, if we look at the difference between patience and impatience, it should be obvious a patient well-thought-out decision is always more likely to be a good one than an impatient, quick, jump, frustrated kind of decision that often produces negative reactions. So that's just a consequence of reality. Patience allows for deeper, more reasonable, more thoughtful decisions. Uh, It also allows for uh, stronger relationships. If I am constantly impatient with my friends, if I'm constantly badgering them because they don't do something as quickly as I would like it done or I am giving them a hard time because they uh, they have a more patient attitude toward something and I just get riled up because I can't stand their patience, I'm going to lose friends and I'm not going to be able to develop the depths of relationship that I would like to develop. So impatience is a negative factor in every aspect of our lives.
1: John, I know you're a man of the Bible. I know you teach Bible classes. What does the Bible tell us about patience?
2: Oh, uh, The Bible has so many important um, things to understand about impatience. You know, it tells us that, um, that God's time is different from our time. Many people will pray and look for a solution to their problem, but they want it yesterday. They want the <laughs> yes. problem immediately. You know, they expect that, well, I prayed for this. Why hasn't it happened already? Yes. And and what we understand if we if we study the we study scripture is that God has even in an answer to our prayers occurs in what we call God's time. He is the one who decides when something should take place, when it should happen. Uh, for example, Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 14 says, "Whoever is patient has great understanding." but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. So there again is something we've been discussing. In Galatians, I I don't remember the exact um, uh, chapter now, but uh, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So it's talking about trying to rush through something, get it to happen when you want it to happen, is, um, is more likely to produce failure. And Scripture is very strong on that. Um, the psalm, the psalm that says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. So when we look around us and we see other people rushing ahead and going ahead doing things while we're being patient and waiting, sometimes we can be misled into believing that they are going to be more successful, they're going to get there first, they're going to accomplish more than I do, when that is rarely the case the impatient, hurried person generally succeeds less often than the patient, thoughtful, um, studious person. So Scripture is very, very clear, and there must be hundreds of, you know, of, uh, of scriptural passages, um, most of which I can't remember, but there are hundreds of them that relate to the business of being patient, to wait, not only on God, but to wait on others, to be patient with others.
1: Well, it- very scary is that the world we're in today Is not the world that was even a few years ago In my opinion There's just so much more negativity surrounding us And evil and things of that nature nation, nation. So if you're impatient and you cut in a line Doing something like that uh, Maybe years ago people would give you a dirty look Today somebody could take out a knife and stab you Believe me, I would recommend you think twice, folks, before you do anything that could set somebody off Just uh, on nothing, on absolutely nothing, and, and set them off, it, 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 you know, this is the world we're living in today.
2: Well, one of the things we have to consider, one of the things we have to learn, is that technology has made us a more impatient people. I see people sitting, I can remember when computers first came out, it might take several minutes for the computer to boot up for it to become visible on your screen, and then when you clicked on something, it might take another 30, twenty thirty forty seconds for that item to appear on your screen Now, computers have become so fast, and people have become so addicted to the speed that if it doesn't if they turn on their computer and they don't have a bright screen immediately, they think something's wrong if they research a an idea of a project and the answer doesn't come immediately they think something's wrong it's the same thing with with cell phones people think that they have to have an immediate response to every call they have to know, uh text messages have to go back and forth at blinding speeds so people are losing their sense of patience uh even when it's not necessary to have that kind of speed we've become addicted to it And I think that technology is something we have to learn to deal with, and we may have to learn to slow down technology. Let me give you an even better example. Um, I bought a computer a couple of years ago, and I looked at all of the, the, uh, the ratings on the computer, what it could do and how fast it could operate and all of the rest. And then about three months later, another model of the computer came out, and it described how much faster it was and it was literally in milliseconds now when you if you look that up you will find that the human eye cannot comprehend that speed difference because it is so fast it's almost like the blink of an eye and people were running out and buying this new computer because it was faster Actually, it was milliseconds faster than the one they had purchased six months before. But the milliseconds, that period of time, that rate of speed was so, so infinitesimal that no human being could recognize the real difference. But we were buying the speed. We were moved to to buy this new speedy computer because technology told us it was faster than the one we had. (laughs)
1: Did you go out and buy it?
2: No, of course not, because I realized that I could not perceive the difference in speed. So what is the sense of my buying it? Yeah, technologically, I guess with some kind of highly specialized equipment, I could see that that computer was milliseconds faster than mine, the one I had, but with my human eyes and my human brain, I would never know the difference. So why go out and spend a ton of money on a brand-new computer? And if you notice, the world of technology increasingly makes us act with more speed and less patience. For example, a new cell phone now comes out every two or three months. It used to be that maybe once a year you were going to change in the model. Now, by the time you buy the the cell phone – the smartphone, get it home, get it out of the box, and set it up. There's already another one coming down the pike that is better, faster, quicker, all of the rest, all of the things they advertise. And we fall prey to that kind of advertising because we think we want the best, the fastest, the quickest, you know, the biggest screen. (laughs) All of those minor differences which make so little difference in the reality of life, and it's because we are impatient. Change has become addictive to us. And change causes impatience. All of a sudden, the phone that we loved for the last six months, we are impatient with because there's a new one out there that's a little bit faster or a little bit more of this or more of that. It's it's uh, it's harming the way we live our lives. Um, the people who cannot – Joyce, look around you. You will see people walking down the street with cell phones up to their ears. Yes. You will see you will see families in a restaurant where their children never turn their cell phone off. They never yes. engage in a word of conversation with their parents yes. because they they want to get the news fastest. They want to hear from their friends quick. They feel like if there is a 30 minute delay in answering a text message somehow the world's going to come to an end.
3: Yes. That's so
2: true. So so turning off your phone at the dinner table is going to cost you what? An hour? And they can't wait an hour. They need to you get the message in You
1: hit incredibly uh, valid points. I know when I went into stores to buy a new printer or a new uh, computer, whatever it was, I used to say jokingly to the person who went with me when I was purchasing it, do you realize that by the time we get to the register, the new model will be out?
3: Sure,
1: <laughs> so sure. I used to say that every time. And that so this has been going on for years and years. Yes. Absolutely. That's phenomenal. Then, uh, regarding people at a dinner table, I don't know why parents don't forbid uh, their kids to just leave their phones and they're texting off during dinner. I went to uh, a really nice restaurant, having dinner at the next table, two kids, two parents, and the entire time, one of the two uh, teenagers was texting the entire time her dish was there. She never took a bite. And the parents... And said nothing. And when the waiter so came, and cleared, cleared the table, the, the teenager didn't even say, wrap mine up. She couldn't care less about food. All she cared about was the texting. She didn't even say, I want to take that with me.
2: Well, in too many instances, too, the kids are behaving based upon the behavior of their parents. I see adults, parents, come to a restaurant with their children. And the reason they can't tell the children to turn their cell phones off, is because the first thing the the mother does is reach into her purse, take out her cell phone, and sit it beside her plate. And the husband does exactly the same thing, because they are afraid, they are impatient with the amount of time it might spend to take a meal. They're so afraid they're going to miss something in the world of consequence that they can't even enjoy their food. So if the children are sitting there and living in a home where dad has a cell phone that he's on constantly, and mom carries us around like it's, you know, the breath of life, they are going to absorb those habits, and they're going to begin to, to develop the need to be impatient with time. So they need to have immediate and continuous connection to their friends.
1: Very true, very true. But the most of the experiences I personally have were with the kids and not so much the parents. I haven't seen that all that much uh, with the parents, but the kids do not leave the side of their smartphone for a second. It's like glued to their body. They're walking and texting. They can't go from from one room to another and putting it down. I've never seen what is this world coming to anyway.
2: It's great impatience. Well, I'm sure you've seen the videos on YouTube and places like that. There was one very famous one where a woman, a grown woman, not a child, a grown woman is walking through a mall talking on her cell phone and bumps into a center court fountain actually trips over the the retaining wall and falls into the fountain because she is so absorbed in that phone conversation that she is. She can't say, I'm in the mall right now. I'll call you back when I'm finished shopping. Oh, no. That would take patience. And there are people you say you don't see with adults. Well, you're living in Florida right now. But walk down any (laughs) New York City street. And I guarantee you, more than half the people will be walking and talking on a cell phone at the same exact moment. And that's during school hours. So those are all adults. Those are all people who are potentially parents of children. And if they're doing it, everywhere they go, they cross the street against
1: traffic with a cell
2: phone up to their ears.
1: Yes, I have seen that. But um, I didn't... Realize realized it was equally prevalent, adults and teenagers, because certainly I, I just don't see any teenager without a phone in his in his head, not in his pocket. Like, God forbid they miss a second of a text message coming in.
2: And it's a form of impatience. I used to say, before cell phones became really popular, when they first started coming out, people would ask me, John, do you have a cell phone? And I'd say, no, I don't. Oh, man, how can you go without a cell phone? I said, I have a phone on my desk at the office. I have a phone on the table when I get home. If you can't wait to, between my driving from my office to my home to speak to me, then there's nothing in the car in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing that I need to know that is so critical you can't wait another 15 minutes to tell me. But now we have gotten ourselves to the point where we think if we don't have Access to that communication every second of every day, look at where people put their cell phones when they go to bed at night. They yeah. put them on the nightstand
1: right next to the bed, yes,
2: exactly, and technologists tell us that's a bad thing because the the waves from the frequency waves from a cell phone could be causing yes. brain damage,
1: yeah,
3: so
2: but they will they can't even go to sleep at night without their cell phone right there, which might wake them up two or three times during the night because somebody in California who's in a different time zone wants to call them and ask them a question. It's ridiculous.
1: Uh, One thing that I noted is that many times I make calls early in the morning before my show, and I get involved with that. And almost everyone that calls me back, almost everyone, when they want to get back to me, is calling me from the car. They don't even wait till they get to their home. They're all
4: exactly.
1: There. It's got to be that second because they say i can't write down what you're telling me i'm in the car i hear that on on almost every call it's amazing to me and like you when the phones came out everybody said do you have a smartphone no do you have a smartphone it didn't matter to me i could wait to get a message i knew how to call in to get a message well now exactly Turns out, I finally, finally succumbed. Bought a smartphone. I bought it in May, a year and a half ago. May, and to this day, it is literally sitting in my top drawer because I haven't had uh, taken the time to go to Verizon. I get all free lessons, private or group, whatever I want. I said, I don't know how to use it. I said, that's because I don't have a four-year-old living next to me to teach me. It's just not that important to me. So I haven't even made the time to to figure out how to use it. So (laughs) all I know is people say, I left you a message on your cell. I said, I'm sure it's there. I haven't used it since I bought it. And Um, you know
2: why? One of the characteristics of that delay is your impatience with setting it up. Because a smartphone (laughs) and all of these techniques, they have to be set up. You have to sit down. You have to program the things in. You have to set up the way you want. You have to add your uh, contact list to it one by one or whatever you're going to do it. And so many people buy this new technology and are so impatient that they can't even go through the process of setting it up properly. So they have to take All right, a well, that wasn't that.
1: an issue for me because immediately when I'm <laughs> purchasing it, the store transferred all the old numbers to the new phone. They did that. And yes, I get yes. private meetings with them. They were offered to me, I just have to make an appointment, and they'll put any app in I want and do that whole setup I want and put of things course. in there. So, because I'm the not a techie patient. patient. Right, I'm not a techie patient person, and I don't have patience to learn technical stuff. I don't like technology. I don't like computers uh so there you go, but the world is very different i I mean, I see less and less live communication between people. It's all via email send me a text they they don't even have patience to hear what you have to say. Put it in an email, put it in a text.
2: you know too Joyce, one of the things that might sound difficult to accept is that research shows that impatient people are the greatest procrastinators now that doesn't seem on the surface to make sense because you think well if they're impatient they're going to get and do it right away
3: right but what happened
2: but no it's just the opposite impatient people will procrastinate because they don't want to take the time to do what it what needs to be done to accomplish a task. So they will oftentimes, well, I'll do that later. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to him tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll send that bill out in, uh, next week. They are impatient with the requirement that they sit down and write out a check and put it in an envelope and look a stamp and put it in the mailbox. They are impatient with that procedure. So they will keep p- putting it off until they start getting late notices on bills that they have to pay. So, The impatience can make you a procrastinator. You can say, oh, yeah, I'll I'll get to those dishes when I have time. So how long do the dirty dishes sit in the sink until you, quote, unquote, have time? Or I'll read that magazine as soon as I get a few minutes. And the magazines stack up on their dining room table for weeks and sometimes months because they can't find that
1: time. I have a (laughs) subscription to Oprah. Uh, so I got the subscription when it first came out. I never took the time to read one. I have every Oprah magazine. I can't throw it out because I love Oprah, and I love the articles. Yes, they're all stacked up, so you actually hit the nail on the head, Sean Bell.
2: Well, it's true of almost everything in our lives. Impatience produces procrastination. As I said, if you say that to someone initially, they say, oh, no, the impatient person's going to rush ahead and do it. No. Patience creates delay, because rather than deal with something that might make five minutes, take five minutes. We'll say, "No, I'll get to that later." That's procrastination. Oh, I'll I'll take the trash out uh, in the morning. That's procrastination. You know, <laughs> so it seems counterintuitive, but it's actually the greatest cause of procrastination, of delay, and of lateness, late fees late behavior being late to a meeting or being late to a dinner with friends because impatience makes you put off doing what you should do in a timely fashion and it makes you rush through things and therefore delay other things that might take some time
1: makes sense to me And, folks, I really ask that you have the patience to listen to this show every day. We are committed to making a difference in your life. And here are other reasons why you should listen from our friend, health guru, Beverly Nadler.
4: Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy Make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends Show. You'll find it on the internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show
1: And, folks, we ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry B-A-R-R-I-E and com. You will see my picture on the upper left of the home page right under that. If you just click on follow, you, can, too, can become a loyal listener. You will know about every show, every guest, and every topic. So do become a, a loyal listener. You don't have to listen when we are live each weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can hear any show in our archives 24-7. Folks, Joyce Meyer said, patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're waiting Sean Bell, what words of advice do you want to give people that while they're waiting how to keep it together
2: well there's, there are a couple of important studies that deal directly with that for example there was a study done in, in uh, England that showed that impatient people are likely to be more uh, to overindulge in, in alcohol and that obesity may be caused by impatience, think about it in, in, in a careful way. Wine and most alcoholic beverages are meant to be sipped and enjoyed, not guzzled. The finest wine in the world is not one you want to swill down like it was a, a, a glass of water. It's to be sipped. It's to be uh, rolled around in the, in, the, in the palate. It's to be enjoyed for its flavor and its benefits. But if you're sitting at a bar and you're an impatient person, and the, the study showed that those people who were impatient – Drink faster and drink more than people who are patient. They're relaxed. The patient person is relaxed. They're not in a hurry to consume their drink, so they drink more slowly. They sip their beverage, and it will—they'll drink a little and then put it down. Drink a little and put it down. They're not guzzling their their beverage, so they are less likely to become, um, uh, you know, become succumb to the, to the to the negative effects of alcohol. Same thing with eating. The American population devours a meal faster than any population anywhere else in the world because we are impatient to do what? I have no idea. To get on to the next thing, to get back to the computer, to get on to the cell phone, so that our meals are consumed not in the way nature intended, in a slow, careful, uh, 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 consuming of the food that allows for proper digestion and all of the other kinds of things that are important to us in life. But we are rushing through life at such a frantic pace that we eat so fast that we are contributing to our own problems with obesity and being overweight. Because if we slowed down and engaged in conversation and ate at a really pat. Uh, uh, less aggressive manner. Our food would taste better. We would know what we had eaten. There are people who, after dinner, two hours after dinner, can't remember what they had because they consumed it. They wolfed it down so fast, their taste buds couldn't even be activated. So, uh, patience allows us to enjoy life in so many important ways that we miss when we rush through a good meal or rush through. Uh, tasting or drinking a fine wine or rush through um, enjoying a little d- dessert people say that if you eat your dessert slowly you will eat less than if you rush and wolf it down and you'll also enjoy it more so isn't impatience the kind of thing that in many ways is destroying us as a people
1: yeah and how do you even savor your food how do you uh Get your taste buds to appreciate your food if you're eating that way. You can't wait to get it done. And like you said, ask them what they ate later on and they can't even remember. I'm going to go to the studio line, 678 I know you're not in the host queue, but is there a comment or a question you want to ask us, six seven eight six two nine? Okay. I've seen your number on the board before, so I know you have called in before. We haven't spoken to you before, Six seven eight sixty nine. Okay, enjoy the show uh, from uh, listening in, in the studio lines, but I just wanted to give you that opportunity if you wanted to say something. Uh, John, they also say that uh, patients – uh, to have patience, all things are difficult before they become easy. So like me and the technology, it's I say that once you take that first step, that very first step and get involved, things do get easier. But it requires the patience and the persistence to get to the end of the tunnel.
2: Exactly. And if you're looking for a result in a hurry, you are less likely to get a complete and useful result. You know, if you're if you're studying for a, a test, if you take your time and devote enough time to it, you're not impatient with I got to read this chapter. I got to read this chapter. Blah 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 blah. Okay, chapter two, chapter two. Blah 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 blah. That produces the least effective memory of the of the material. It produces the least effective test preparation for anything, but impatience drives people to rush through things because they devote minimal amounts of time to acquiring the information, and they are impatient. They want to move on to the next topic before they have properly absorbed the first topic. Impatience is a major contributor to so many ills in society that the practice of patience would cure it would we would we would enjoy our meals more we would be healthier we would enjoy our friends more because we took the time to listen listening skills are one of the most important skills humans have and yet they are declining because people don't listen anymore the moment you begin talking they're thinking about what their answer is going to be before they even heard the completion of the question And now you have people butting in and finishing other people's sentences because they're impatient. They cannot be patient enough to let you say what it is you have to say. How many times nowadays will you hear people say, well, wait a minute, I'm not finished yet? Or hold on, let me me finish my thought. All of those kinds of things are signs of impatience. And we lose friendships because people will begin to discern that you don't really care about what they have to say because you're always rushing through what they say to get to what you want to say.
1: Uh, there is an art to listening skills, and uh, there is an art to patience to both. Uh, at St. Francis de Sales says, have patience with all things, but first of all, with yourself. So, John Bell, where do you not have patience with yourself, and where do you exercise patience with yourself, if I might ask?
2: Well, the areas where I don't have patience with myself is when I commit the same kind of errors we've been talking about. When I want an outcome so badly that I am unwilling to to take the time that's necessary to get to that outcome, and then I will become impatient. I'll sometimes be reading a book and get caught up in the middle of a problem in the book, and I am tempted to jump ahead three or four pages to get to the solution. And I realize when I catch myself Thinking that way, I realize that, no, there is a natural progression to what is being told to me in this story, what is written on this page. And if I skip over the middle part to get to the end right away, how many people will will find a problem in a novel and then read the last chapter or the last page to find out how it comes out and never finish the rest of the book? That's the kind yeah. of impatience that leads to faulty decisions It leads to faulty understanding. You know, you can say, yeah, I read the book, and when someone asks you a question about it, you can't answer their question because you jumped over that part of the book to get to the answer as quickly as possible. So I I realize that there are times in my life when I feel that kind of impatience, and I have to constantly remind myself, take the time, John, to go through it and, and absorb it before you hunger for the answer. And I, and I do that from time to time There are other things in my life I am impatient sometimes in traffic But I realize And what I keep having to repeat to myself Is when I feel that impatience coming up I say to myself You know what John Instead of getting there at 2 Especially if there's no deadline Instead of getting, instead of getting there at 2 o'clock You will get there at 2.10 Is it really important that you risk your life Driving like a maniac To save those 10 minutes so
1: That's impatience comes to, to all ask. of us. Excuse that me. Is, is the question to ask, Is it worth it when you exercise exactly. that impatience? Is it worth it?
3: Exactly.
1: Uh, exactly. George Seville says a man who is a master of patience is a master of everything else. John, I would say from what I experience of you, you pretty much have mastered so much in life. Uh, your communication skills are extraordinary. Your voice of reason is one that should always be heard. What advice do you want to give our listeners? You're indeed a role model.
2: Oh, I would tell them to. They start need to start paying attention to themselves. We see impatience all around us in the world, and I think it's infectious. It causes us to speed up things, too. But the one thing we can do is to look at the way we live our lives and try to isolate those instances where impatience has taken over. And if we can, address them one at a time. If we're eating too fast because we're anxious to get up, get back and watch the news on television or, or call a friend or whatever it is, notice that we are doing, that impatience has has. Uh, injected itself into that behavior and say, you know what, John, you need to slow down, eat a little more carefully, take your time with your meal, savor the flavor, enjoy it more. Same thing with with uh, conversations with friends. Instead of setting up short windows for conversation, I'll call you. I have about 10 minutes and about an hour. I'll give you a call then. Now, if it's an important friend, an important topic, Give yourself more time. Don't be so impatient to move on to the next objective in your life, the next thing in your life. You know, slow down. And What's that old expression? Slow down and smell the roses. You, know, you can drive by them so fast you don't see anything or hear anything or smell anything. So the senses are dead for that period of time. But if you decide this is a good friend, And I want to enjoy this conversation. Set aside a few more minutes, a little bit more time, so that you can get to maybe an in-depth conversation about the reason for being together. So that's my advice to people is realize that impatience has infected so many aspects of our lives that we can't cure it just by talking about it. We have to look at those aspects of our lives and say, why did I rush through that? Why am I in such a hurry to do this? Why did I spend so little time when I visited my mother today? Why did I do, you know, why was I impatient with the long explanation my friend was giving about the problem he or she is having? Those are all signs that impatience has crept its way into our lives. And what we need to do is to look at those individually. And you can't cure them all in one fell swoop. But you can certainly say, you know what, the next time I visit my mother, I'm going to spend a little extra time and I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen more carefully. Well, the next time I'm out with friends for dinner, I'm not going to wolf down my meal. I'm not going to rush off to something else. In fact, I'm not even going to schedule anything for right after the meal. I'm going to give myself time to enjoy the food and enjoy my friends. That's that's the only advice I can give is that we defeat impatience by being a little more patient and realizing the value of patience.
1: Folks, you're listening to our friend John Bell, the voice of reason. If you want to know more about John Bell, go to his website, com. I always get value uh, out of the website because John keeps it up to date, and I get a lot from it. Also go to his facebook page john bell facebook dot com slash John bell There's always very interesting comments that he makes and a big following that uh check off like which I advise you to do as well. Those two places are a great place to start to find out more about our friend john bell website johnbelltoday dot com and facebook dot com forward slash john bell. Folks, if that's something as you're listening to the show that you want to do, then I ask you the question, if not now, when? Joyce, Barry, and friends, the number one worldwide Internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not, now, when? You heard John talk a lot about uh, procrastination, so ask yourself the question, if not now, when? John also talked about uh, people are getting less and less inclined to really listen because it's always the next thing going around in the head and you can't wait to say it. As Nikhil soju said, It takes patience to listen. It takes skill to pretend that you are actually listening. Right, John?
2: Yes, of course. And, you know, that's the same thing as that thing about when you can fake sincerity, you have it made. You know, um, (laughs) those are all those little – they are almost, in a sense, a product of of impatience because – if you really want to listen to what someone's saying, you don't have to pretend to be listening. You really do. You take the time to listen. But, you know, the summation of all of this, you know, I was looking through some of my scripture yesterday when we first started talking about doing this show. And it occurred to me that that so much of what is good in life is based upon being patient. And God tells us that. Patience is required if we are ever to get real understanding that the harvest doesn't come before the planting and that the planting takes time. It has to be nurtured by water and by the sun. And the best farmer, the best person who runs a farm, at least scripture tells us, is the one who plants in the right season and then is patient for the harvest, which comes in another season. And that's true of every aspect of our lives. We have to plant first and then harvest later. And in between those two acts, patience is required.
1: Uh, here's another one that kind of sums it up, too. You marry because you your lack of judgment, and divorce because of you la- your lack of patience, and you remarry because of your lack of good memories. <laughs> so, It all is centered around patience, folks. John, what do you want to leave our folks with? What is the thing that stands out for you that you believe will make a difference for people?
2: I think it's the, it's the ability to wait. You know, um, I know that having to sit and wait for a response to a question you have can sometimes be upsetting. Um, Someone sick, uh, goes to the hospital, and their family impatiently awaits the result of the examination or of the test. But I think what life is teaching me is that that impatience doesn't bring the answer any faster. The answer comes in its own time. The doctor will come out and tell you what's wrong in his time. Your impatience doesn't hurry up that process. So it is best then to understand that all things in life occur in their time and that the, the best way for our, us to live our lives is to be in tune, in sync with nature and with the way the world operates. And that requires patience and understanding.
1: Absolutely, right on, John Bell, always the voice of reason. Again, I thank you for joining us on our show today. We always love you having you on the show. You're always welcome on the show. And, folks, the words I want to leave you with is my prayer for all of you. Make this the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May this be the first day, it is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make it the most meaningful year of making more money Good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. And, folks, I do believe that life is a miracle. We should be grateful for each and every day. And to really know what that's about sometimes, if you ever went through a near-death experience or you know someone who did. So don't you don't need to have that happen. to just experience the blessing of each new day. Laugh a lot, dance a lot, sing a lot, be happy, and join us in the Joyce Barry Mash where you can do all of the above.
0: I was listening to vlog Talk.